listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about Dreamwalkers by Leslie Rush. Um, this was one of those books I'm kind of on the fence about. It wasn't too bad, but it wasn't great either. Um, because it takes really long to develop the plot. One of the biggest issues I had to begin with was the jarring structure. Um, honestly, one of the most off-putting aspects of this novel are the coded messages between the spies. At first, it just seems to come out of nowhere. Uh, these text messages all seem to fit, and instead, they took me out of the story. I found them to be... They, they were just out of place because you're kind of wondering what the hell how does this what does this have to do with the story I mean yes you read the blurb and that gives you an idea but once you're reading a story you're just kind of reading it and then it's in the back of your head what the story is about but to actually see these coded text messages happen I felt like they were just like what I wasn't a fan of them. I was not a fan of them. I thought they were distracting. Um, and I think they only really worked right at the end of the novel, once it was over. That was the only place where I felt like they actually mattered to propel readers for a sequel. Now, I think they may have been able to work if the story's pacing had been handled better. Like I said, it takes too long to develop the plot, and you're kind of wondering what is the direction of the story? Is it about Viv? Is it about Viv connecting with her Native American roots and her ability to be a dreamwalker? What is this story about or is this just some sort of spy espionage kind of story so the pacing is all all off because it's kind of going in this way and then again those text messages kind of distract the reader they don't really fit so i think the pacing was handled wrong um now another thing this isn't going to be a very long podcast I just realized I just talked about like a bulk of what my issues were (laughs) um but you know like I don't mind text messages in the story I don't they just have to fit and instead they broke up the pacing of the story and the story is already pretty slow it is kind of slow. Once again, like I said, you're kind of trying to figure out what the direction of the story is. And you don't know. And I don't think a story should leave you confused about what it's about. It should really just tell you... It should give you an idea of how the story plans on developing, but it's not doing that. And that's what's wrong with it. That's why the pacing is off. Now, another issue I had was the voices. I wasn't a huge fan of Viv. I think she was 
I, I mean, she was kind of boring. She wasn't memorable. I feel like she's just this generic girl who's half Native American and I think I would have liked the story more if she spent more time trying to reconnect with her Native American roots and I think that's kind of where the story kind of fell short for me um, as someone who is part Native American I would have appreciated that a little bit more um, it's always nice to see someone reconnect with their roots and in recent years I've, I've personally um, strived to do that to reconnect you know with my Mexican roots and my Native American roots and my Lebanese roots you know I've, I've made the effort <laughs> to um, reconnect with my heritage and my culture and Viv doesn't seem that connected to her culture so I think I would have like the story and and her culture is really the only thing that really connects her to her father as well who went missing um as part of the you know he was in um a section of the army i can't remember so i think it would have given it more depth i think it would have given viv more depth yeah she was doing her dream walking but that's the extent of what she is willing to do to reconnect with her father and it's not really to reconnect with her heritage or to kind of find this um, shared culture with her father to remind her, her of her father she wants to just find her father she's convinced he's, he's alive and she's not wrong but once again you know as heartwarming as that is that aspect I would have liked it more if she stumbled upon her father while trying to reconnect with him the roots instead of just oh here's a leather jacket it reminds me of dad's leather jacket oh yeah he taught me how to dream walk let me do that let me see if I can find him because she's kind of convinced he's alive and then she discovers yeah he is so you know and then and there was oh gosh the the guy she has a crush on I totally forgot his name I feel like he's not memorable and I feel like he was underdeveloped he's kind of just there his voice was very boring his voice was very just bland he's just kind of like this generic love interest for Viv who is also part Native American and you know their fathers just happen to know each other as well their fathers were in the same programming and both know how to dream walk so that just kind of seemed like one of those forced attraction kind of things and I'm not I, I don't really like forced attractions it can work I'm not saying it can't work I don't mind it if it's written well forced attractions like that instant attraction aspect I don't mind that because I find it believable as humans you know we do tend to get instantly attracted via appearance so I'm not opposed to it it does have a level of believability to it but I wasn't a fan of it in this novel because I don't think it was believable it just kind of came out of nowhere and they instantly connect and I was just like not here for it unfortunately um, now what I do appreciate 
is the fact that this was a novel about a Native American girl. So there is Native American representation. Um, that is something I like. I, I think there definitely needs to be more Native American representation. I feel like the Native American voice has kind of been subdued um, and all of a sudden for the past, not all of a sudden, for the past years, you know, it's really just coming alive and it's it's coming alive and people are making the country remember, you know, that this was, this is, we live on stolen land. I think a lot of people forget that. We live on stolen land. That is, that is a fact. So, I think it was, I think it's great to see more Native American representation in this, in, in literature in general. Um, so, that's something I appreciated from this novel. And I also appreciated the fantastical edge of this dream walking. I think it's really interesting. It's definitely something I want to learn more about. So, that's something redeemable. Honestly, it's not a bad story. It just takes a lot of effort on the reader's part to stick with it. You have to stick with it to get to the ending because that, I want to say like that last one third to quarter of the novel, it's very high tension, really fast paced, um, and it works. I just feel like most of the novel should have been gearing up to this, and I feel like it takes too long to gear up to this aspect of it. Now, that being said, you know, once again, not a bad novel, not a great novel. It's somewhere in the middle, and it does take a lot of effort on the reader's part to lose yourself in the storytelling. Um, so, on that note, I'm going to go ahead and give Dreamwalkers by Leslie Rush <laughs> uh, three stars. Not bad, not great either. Uh, if you want to go ahead and purchase the book, I do suggest purchasing, purchasing the book off of bookshop.org. A percentage of all proceeds do go to supporting local booksellers. Um, if you're on the fence, please check out the book from your local library. Libraries are a great resource and definitely deserve the community support. And I hope you all will continue to support me by liking this podcast and sharing it with all your book-loving friends. I hope you all have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading. Mm-hmm.